0: Okay, we are ready to do the second half of the NFC draft recaps, and we start off in the NFC South. Wiz, how are you? I'm going to go right into it right now. We're going to start off with the Atlanta Falcons. We know how they started last year one in seven. Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov rumored to potentially be fired, but they end up being back in town. Probably their last uh, rodeo if they uh, cannot get it done this year. This is a tremendous division uh, when you look at the top top teams here between Atlanta, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay, and Carolina is a better team. Um, you know, I thought a little bit of an unusual pick. Uh, I know they needed cornerback help. I thought they could have gone in different directions. They went with A.J. AJ Terrell, um, picked up uh, Kid Hennessy from, uh, from Temple, the center, and they went with Marlon Davidson at, at, from the defensive tackle. They did not have a lot of picks. You know, I, I don't know. I look at this draft, and I'm not sure that the Atlanta Falcons aren't going to be in the same exact spot as they were in the previous season. How do you How do you look at that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, the Falcons have some of these guys that seem to be, you know, I want to say fragile, but, you know, you just concern yourself as they get older and a lot of, tread on the tires and Gurley and Ryan and Julio seems to be every game where he limps off and comes back on and, and, uh, Ridley got hurt last year. Um, you know, so it, it would be nice to see like them draft one skilled player to give them a little bit more depth. They didn't do that. I thought their draft was, was nothing really interesting. Uh, you know, they, they only had six picks AJ Terrell, DJ Terrell from Clemson's fine with their overall pick, 16th overall. I mean, I don't know. I thought that pick was just okay. Um, Marlon Davidson, Matt Hennessy from Temple, those picks. At, at Defensive line and center, okay. I mean, I, I just, you know, if you look at that division and the Saints come in with, with that roster that is so good and uh, and and the Bucks with their new team, and the Panthers with that new coaching staff, and some of those players on offense, I really going to, you know, find it hard to see the, the Falcons get out of the cellar in that division. Well, we're going to be hearing
0: those rumors again if that's going to be the case. That's for sure. Um, okay, so let's move on to the Carolina Panthers, and they did something that no other team in the history of the modern era has done in their draft. That with seven picks, all of them were done on the defensive side of the ball. You know, you spoke about that before the draft started and end up coming to fruition. Um, you know they definitely made a lot of changes on offense, new quarterback and Teddy Bridgewater. No more um, Greg Olson, but we know Luke Keekly is gone and he was, he was the heart and soul of this defense. Uh, you know, I, 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 look at this and they, and, and this draft looks like, you know, the Carolina, uh, Carolina Panthers with Derek Brown at defensive tackle at number seven. And then Yeter Grossmados, who, you know, for all intents and purposes could have easily been in the first round, Jeremy Chin, Troy Pride from Notre Dame. So, is this gonna help bolster this defense? Do you see this moving in the right direction, given that the offense looks like it'll still be a pretty decent part of this game under the new coaching regime?
1: I like what Carolina's done here. Carolina's had a direct and you know, a direct strategy, uh resolved their offense in the offseason. <clears throat> they got their third receiver with Robbie Anderson. Their their other skill players are are outstanding. Um, so you know the, the Bridgewater, is see what he could do. They have some interesting quarterbacks uh, on, on their roster. Besides that, they could run some gadget plays. McCaffrey's you know is just you know makes he makes everybody better. Uh, and the receivers are rock solid. So I think their plan was to resolve their offense in the offseason and then pick defense, defense, defense. I kind of predicted that there's a chance all of their picks would be defense. Did, uh, and that's what they did. Derek Brown fits them like a glove. Fantastic pick there. I know they they've been concerned that teams are trying to trade up. Well, the Lions were going to take Derek Brown the, with the third pick, so they must have been thrilled. Uh, you mentioned Matos from from Penn State, rock solid. Jeremy Chin, safety, another good pick. And I even like Troy Pride from from Notre Dame with their fourth pick. Uh, and their other picks were were, were were pretty good. I like what Carolina did. They had a strategy. They had a plan, and they carried
0: it out. All right, fantastic. And, uh, you know, I think uh, we talked about this division, and and New Orleans uh, is the team to beat still in this division. They didn't have a lot of picks. Uh, Interesting that they went with Cesar Ruiz uh, from Michigan with their first pick, uh, even though they drafted a center of the year before. But there's a chance he he can play guard as well, so there's a chance he goes in that direction. Um, I thought very interesting to to go back up and, and get Adam Troutman. Um, So not a lot of picks to talk about. This is a very deep roster, as we discussed. They made some changes after the draft. You know, Jameis Winston was brought into town um, at the quarterback spot, and they signed Taysom Hill uh, for a couple of years. So given that they didn't have a lot of picks, what they and actually I should mention Zach Bourne at linebacker, who who did have a tainted test, and that's perhaps why he did slip. So I'm curious, given, given the situation that they were in, do you like what the Saints did?
1: Yeah, I mean the Saints had five picks. They made a trade to move up, so they actually only took four picks. Cesar Ruiz, that's fine. I mean, they, you know, the an off- you know, they, they, you know, I knew, I knew that they wanted to do something and address offensive line and something on the defensive side. I thought maybe they would take a secondary player. They didn't do that. But Ruiz is fine. Zach Bourne from Wisconsin is fine. But the player I want to talk about is. The Saints did something interesting. They traded one of their picks, and they only had five, to move up in the third pick, and they took Adam Troutman. And the reason why I think this is one of the most interesting picks, not only for the Saints, but in the entire draft, is if you look over the years, when the Saints hone in on a specific offensive player, they very, very rarely miss. So, Adam Troutman is an interesting player just because of who took him and in the manner that they took him. So that's what I'm keying on for the Saints draft.
0: All right, phenomenal. And uh, Tom Brady has a new home, um, and when you bring in a quarterback like that or any quarterback, you, you need to protect your assets. And um, the, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ended up moving up one spot from their 14th slot to 13. To pick the lineman that probably there wasn't there was a good chance he would not be there, but he was, and that was Tristan Wirfs. Um, so they pick him at thirteen. You know, you you told you said you watched a lot of Minnesota and Minnesota's Tyler Johnson, the wide receiver at one sixty one, and of course Antoine Winfield, uh, his dad was a player in the NFL. They take him at forty five. We spoke about the running back in, uh, in in on this team. They took two guys. They started with Vanderbilt, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt, and then their last pick was a kid, Raymond Clay, very, very fast guy. So interesting to hear what you have to say about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We know what they've done in the offseason, so there's a lot of excitement being generated. I know my buddy Joel cannot wait. He's got season tickets. He's all pumped up. Should he be even more pumped up given what they did?
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I think so. Uh, I think you know, you know, Tampa Bay wanted. I thought all along they wanted to get an offensive lineman. They wanted one of those four tackles to help out and protect Brady. I know you had originally thought that maybe they would take a running back and thought actually you had Swift in that spot. I thought they would take a running back as well, but I thought they would definitely address the offensive line first and hope that one of those four tackles were there. And just to make sure the Bucks made a trade to move up one spot to get worse, I thought that was an outstanding pick. Winfield, I thought could have had first round grade value. Got him in the second round from Minnesota. Uh, I like Tyler Johnson pick from Minnesota as well. Another player that you just mentioned. The pick I don't necessarily like is Keyshawn Vaughn. I think there are a lot of running backs and that were picked around that area that could have been more of a threat to Ronald Jones. I don't really see Keishawn Vaughn as being that guy. I mean... Oh, you're making Howie running.
0: Z. You know how happy you're making Howie Z right now?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, he, you know, yeah. Howie, Howie, Howie was hoping that they would not take any running back. Probably got a little nervous when they took him the third round. But I, I don't think Vaughn is a direct threat to Ronald Jones. He is not as good as a runner. Probably a little bit better receiver, but he's not like... Edward Edwards Hilaire good as a receiver out of the backfield. So overall, I think Tampa Bay knows their window is short in terms of Brady and defense and protecting him is what they wanted to do. And I think with Winfield and worse, they got that.
0: All right, fabulous. So that's a wrap on the NFC South, and we're going to head out west to the desert, the Desert Birds, Bobby Zach's team. Um, you know, look, at the number eight spot, I'm not sure that anyone thought that Isaiah Simmons would be there for the taking. And that's who was there, and that's the direction that they went in. Uh, you called him the the most superlative athlete in this particular draft. Uh, so I'm really curious to see what you have to say about that. You know, we both had them take an alignment in this spot, but they got really, really lucky in that, for some reason, Josh Jones from Houston, who both of us actually had going in the first round, ended up slipping to pick 72. I'm curious to why you think that may have happened. They didn't have a second round pick because DeAndre Hopkins is their second round pick. I couldn't be more amped up about a team this year on offense than I am about the Arizona Cardinals. I've talked about it a number of different, different times. You know, they've just got an elite bunch of receivers and they got a guy who's in his second year who finished a year strong last year and a real good. Interesting offensive mind in Cliff Kingsbury. He's got a hell of a nice house too. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to dismiss what they did on defense as well. We've mentioned Utah how many times in, in our in our discussions here? They took they took Futu at number one fourteen, big dude defensive tackle from Utah, and Rashad Lawrence from LSU. And their last pick in the draft. You know they already have some depth at running back in 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 Drake and Edmonds, but they had Eno Benjamin from Arizona State, uh, hometown kid. So, Wiz, are you excited about this as I am for the
1: Arizona Cardinals this year? Well, I think you uh, you you are leading the brigade in the um, in the. Um in the Kyler Murray fan club this year. And I think if you are in a league drafting against Andrew Andrew Grosso and uh, you have intentions of drafting Kyler Murray, you, you could be in a world of trouble. Um, moving on to what Arizona did, I think something interesting happened to Arizona. I think in every one of their mock drafts, they had either taken, you know, Becton, Worse, Thomas, um, you know, one of those... Oh, well, Jedrick Willis, one of those guys. And then Isaiah Simmons was not taken, uh, you know, by some of the teams that could have taken him, the Lions, the Giants, the Panthers. And then I think they did something that they didn't they not – they were not necessarily prepared for. And they took Simmons, and I'm fine with that. They needed somebody to protect – the passer, and they needed somebody to rush the passer. And I love Isaiah Simmons. And then I think they got extremely lucky. Josh Jones was the number one tight end, offensive tackle on my board after those first four. I even had him ahead of Austin Jackson, who was picked well ahead of him. I think they got very lucky. Uh, so I think and, they extremely What do you think, well do you think happened there? Picks. What do you think happened there was uh, you know? I, I think. I think, what, I think what happened was is that some of the players that people thought were going to go in the first round ended up going in the second round. And the second round was consumed by a bunch of running backs, a bunch of receivers, a big run on safeties. And Josh Jones and the position kind of got forgotten about after those elite first four guys. And I think he just fell to them. And I think they got very lucky. There was no news or anything I saw about the player. Uh, I just think they got lucky and I, I think they were thrilled about that. And uh, two outstanding picks with their first two picks. And then at the end, I thought, you know, Benjamin is going to be an interesting player from Arizona State to combine uh, with the two running backs that they have there already uh, You know I'm not sure He's going to see an immediate path To a lot of carries early But I think he'll stick his nose in there But Arizona didn't have a lot of picks But I think they did what they had to do With the first two picks
0: all right, and uh, no team frustrated me probably last year as much as the, the, the L.A. Rams, and, and, and they played a little bit better with that offensive line. You mentioned Josh Jones, you know, as we were watching the draft um, the night, the, the night in, in, round, in round two after Jones didn't go in round one, and they had a couple of opportunities, I thought, to take him, and they didn't. I was screaming for that player to be taken a number of times, as you know. Um, but, you know, the Rams— are going to probably play a little bit different uh, brand of ball this year. You know, perhaps they have confidence in the offensive line who played a little bit better in the second half of the season. Not much, but I think it's an aging group. I don't like it. I don't like that. They didn't take anybody on the offensive line. Cam Akers, I know you found to be an interesting player. The team was not good, but you felt he was a good talent and, you know they lost Todd Gurley, so now they're going to figure out between Malcolm Brown, Daryl Henderson, and Cam Akers who's going to carry carry the rock there. Uh, they went with Sean Jefferson's kid Van Jefferson, wide receiver out of Florida at 57. You know probably a fourth receiver now with Reynolds sliding into the third spot. And then I thought they did well with Alabama linebacker Terrell Lewis, and again back to back to Utah Terrell Burgess to safety from Utah with pick 104. I was surprised they went with uh, Bryson Hopkins at tight end because they have two pretty decent tight ends on this roster. You know, are you shocked that they didn't do anything on the offensive line? Because we know they needed help there, and it seemed like they were going in a different direction from the get go here.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I was surprised in some ways. I think the Rams wasted some picks, as you mentioned, taking uh, Bryson Hopkins, a tight end kind of a wasted pick some of the other picks were wasted I like their first four picks actually I think their fourth pick in the draft which is in round three pick 104 once again another Utah defensive player Terrell Burgess that was probably their best pick of the draft Lewis from Alabama he's okay at, at pick three round three pick 84 I think that's kind of where he should have gone the most interesting pick was Van Jefferson to me um For two reasons. One, you feel like you have three good receivers coming into the season. Two is the player had a broken foot and you couldn't see much of him. So it must be a player that they just absolutely are in love with him. I like him, believe it or not. Van Jefferson reminds me a little bit of the things he does as Cooper Cup, um, which may lead me to believe that when Cooper Cup's contract is up, that they are not going to resign him, which I, I find odd and strange and you know I'd be surprised but yet the pick makes me think that that could be a direction that they're headed in I like the player I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do with the playing time what his path is um you know so interesting pick I'm interested to see how that plays out Cam Akers is somebody I like I feel like the rest of the Florida State offense did not help him he can do some some interesting things he was a quarterback in high school. He could throw the ball. Uh, I like him. Um, and the pick of Cam Akers, you know, it leads me to believe that maybe they didn't think Henderson, they don't think Henderson was the player they thought he was when, when they drafted him. So it, the first two picks are interesting to me in terms of their talent, the path, and how it plays out. All right. Phenomenal. So, uh,
0: let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers. They are the defending NFC champs, uh, John Lynch running the show there. Um, you know, we know they made a trade, um, They traded DeForest Buckner. So this is a team that ended up having two picks in this this draft. Um, They they went down a pick uh, from 13 to 14 uh, in the trade with Tampa Bay, Um, the heir apparent potentially for DeForest Buckner, and they take Javon Kinlaw first. Uh, A lot of people felt that, uh, well, in the San Francisco organization, I should say, that Brandon Euk was the best receiver in this draft. They moved up to get him at number 25, um, and it left them with very few picks because they had made some trades previous to This, right, they traded for they traded D Ford, they traded for Emmanuel Sanders, so they didn't have any second, third, or fourth round pick. They managed to keep under wraps. We knew there was a lot of noise around Staley, but actually, after the draft, he retired, so they were forced to make that Trent Williams trade. So they really didn't do a heck of a lot aside from that. I guess one guy that they did pick up, and I know, look. George Kittle is an outstanding blocker, but he's an amazing pass catcher as well. So they did go for the kid from Georgia, the tight end, Charlie Werner. So I'm curious to say, and the last pick was Juwan Jennings, the wide receiver from Tennessee. So even though they didn't have a lot, do you like what they did do? I did.
1: Um, So they they ended up, uh, you know, getting Trent Williams. I think that... Is very helpful. I, I don't think they gave up a ton to get him. I thought the value was fair. I liked them getting him, that player. Uh, I like Javon Kinlaw. I, I, I thought he was, you know, right there after... Um, after after Brown is maybe the next best interior defensive player, so I thought that was an outstanding pick at pick fourteen. Uh, Brandon Yoke is fine. I had him in a group of 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 tier receivers after my first four guys, the two guys from Alabama, C.B. Lamb, and um, and who's the other player? Uh, uh, Jerry Judy. Two Alabama, C.B. Lamb, and uh, and and Justin Jefferson. He was in the next tier. I had so I thought that pick was fine. The pick I really like and is interesting is their last pick, pick 217, Juwan Jennings, a tough, tough wide receiver, kind of fits the mold of what they want to do there. And I think, you know, with Ayuk and Jennings, um, they've given Debo Samuels some help at the wide receiver position. So, yeah, not too many picks. But I think they made him count. So I, I like what the 49ers did. Yeah, it'll
0: be interesting to see what they do because they really had nothing behind Kittle um, at, at you know from a receiving uh, perspective at, at the tight end spot. So you mentioned a big receiver. I remember Jalen Hurd, who got hurt last year, is trying to come back from an injury. He's also an interesting player. But we'll talk more in detail about players. But... You know the Niners. The Niners are the team to beat still uh, in in that division. Uh, it's a good division, though, no question about it. And you know we'll move to the Seahawks. John Schneider and and Pete Carroll have always been very good at what they do at the draft. I, I looked at this draft and I didn't get super excited about anything I saw because I was a little surprised with the. I, I didn't. I knew they were going linebacker. I was a little surprised that it was Jordan Brooks who they took. Most people didn't have that player going in the first round. They went with the defensive end Daryl Taylor from uh, from Tennessee next. A little help on the offensive line. I don't know why they drafted another tight end, but Colby Parkinson is a big boy. Uh, Late receivers, you can talk a little bit about Freddie Swain and Steven Sullivan from Florida and LSU, respectively. And Travis Homer's teammate uh, from the University of Miami, and that's DJ Dallas, that was taken in the running back spot. And we know both of their current running backs are coming back from injuries. So, you know, not not like household names in this draft, but do you think this is something that kind of helps build the depth uh, for the Seattle Seahawks this year?
1: I do not, and there's a reason that I you weren't super excited about the Seahawks draft. There's nothing to get super excited about. I I, I mean I didn't like any of their picks. Uh, to be honest, um, Brooks is you know I, I don't I don't even understand why they took that player uh, with their first round pick. Um, I didn't like necessarily the Taylor pick. Uh, I thought you know the, the Damian Lewis pick was 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 okay. I thought Kobe's you know, Colby Parkinson from Stanford was, was just okay. Uh, I, I, you know, if their running backs are hurt, I don't think DJ Dallas from Miami is going to really help that situation. I thought they could have maybe taken a, a better pick a little earlier with a running back. If, if they wanted to address it. I, I mean, I, I don't think that the, the Seahawks distinguished themselves in any way in this draft, I, I I don't like what they did. I'm not impressed with really any of their picks, and uh, I, I understand why you say you're not super excited. I, uh, I I don't like it.
0: Well, let's make no mistake. I'm excited about football. I'm excited about talking about football, but just not excited about that draft. All right, so that's a wrap for the NFC. Wiz, thank you very much for that in-depth detail. Uh, lots of fun. I can't believe we talked about as many U- Utah defenders. Pretty unbelievable. And uh, thanks, everyone. Have a great day.